Welcome to the chat on News Talk 94.1. I'm your host, Kelly Swallows, and today we're focusing on just one of the nonprofit organizations doing great work around the Upper Cumberland. Today, I have with me Casey Clark Jackson. She's the Director of Development and Communications at the Upper Cumberland Habitat for Humanity. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Well, uh, Casey, tell me a little bit about the Habitat for Humanity here in this region, how long it's been around, and just kind of the general history, and then again, how you became a part of it. Sure. So uh, the local affiliate um, of Putnam County Habitat for Humanity started in 1995, and so last year we celebrated our 25th birthday, which was amazing. Great. Um, In that time, we have built, uh, we have completed 85 homes. That's a lot. Yes. And that's just in Putnam County alone. Oh. And we have also uh, focused on repair projects. So we don't just build houses. We repair them as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's something that we have really taken on over the last probably three years or so. Um, We received a grant through the state. And uh, that that program is going in and helping seniors to age in place. And stay where they are rather than having to be forced to move into a nursing home or a retirement home. They can stay where they are. Mm -hmm. So um, that is definitely one of the things that we do that is very near and dear to my heart personally. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've, like I said, we've been here um, over 25 years. We, in 2017, took over the Overton County habitat. There was a chapter there uh, that was completely volunteer run. Um, God bless those people. I, I do know. not know how they did it mm-hmm. with just volunteers, but uh, they were tired mm-hmm. and they asked us to take over. They had built five houses at that point. And so we took over and um, are collaborating with them now and um, just trying to start up a volunteer base there and get people amped up and passionate about affordable housing in Overton County. We just recently broke ground on our first Overton County home, the sixth Overall, but the first since we took over, um, that's going to be out on Thomas Road. And um, our primary focus, though, in Everton County has been the repair projects. We have really focused on that because there are a lot of homeowners there, but they're older homes and they're starting to sort of deteriorate around the people who live there. So we've really been focused a lot on that. And it can be expensive and hard to find uh, a handyman or someone who can do that overall repair work. They're hard to find these days. And when you're on a fixed income, you Mm -hmm. can't afford to take a risk on somebody necessarily certainly so well how has the volunteer base been uh since you've moved into overton county has it been pretty received well or could you always use more we could always use more i mean we have some amazing volunteers there Mm -hmm. Uh, we have a community board full of um, local leaders and uh, people who serve in the community already and they are just fantastic we could not do this work without them but we could always use more help. Yes. And and the big thing with these volunteer groups that I know we'll get into later in the segment is finding groups, even if you feel like, oh, there's just four or five of us, like any amount helps. Yes. Um, we're talking again with Casey Clark Jackson, the Director of Development and Communications with the Upper Cumberland Habitat for Humanity. 25th birthday, that's a pretty big milestone. Um, just so I can get a grasp of it, how long has Habitat for Humanity itself as a, a national organization been around? Habitat for Humanity has been around, I think it's about 43 years okay. now. Okay, so. Um, a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been around for a while, but um, the way it's structured is each individual area has its own affiliate. So we're pretty independent, 
but it's kind of like a franchise in that we can use the Habitat for Humanity name, and they provide, uh, the international organization provides lots of support and training and uh, brand management and all kinds of things for us. So it makes our jobs a lot easier to be able to get out into the um, into the area and help as many people as we can without having to worry about the logistics of it or mm-hmm. the marketing aspect or things like that. Well, that's good. And with the Upper Cumberland Habitat for Humanity, it has a good base, a good, I think, brand recognition. I hear about you guys a lot. Um, one big thing I hear about is the ReStore. Um, that is what I hear ads. I hear great things about it. And tell me a little bit about ReStore, how long you've had it and what it does to benefit the community. Yeah. So I actually started with the ReStore. Great. I was the ReStore manager for three years and then moved to development uh, in November of last year. So it's it's very near and dear to my heart mm-hmm. as well. Um, the ReStore is a thrift store that we have. We sell used uh, furniture, housewares, and building supplies. They are all donated by wonderful people in our community and businesses in our community as well. And all of that money goes directly to Upper Cumberland Habitat. It doesn't go to the national, the national mm-hmm. um, side of it. It stays in this area. Great. That's our number one fundraiser. So mm-hmm. we get about about $100,000 a year. Oh, that's from, fantastic. And that's net from mm-hmm. uh, the, the things that we're selling there. So that's just incredible mm-hmm. that we can get that. Um, it's good with yours. You're not just selling clothes and things. Furniture items can go for a lot more money yes. um, and generate a bigger profit. But also, yes. you know, it helps the community where you might be upgrading your furniture and have something that's gently used. And that is a great resource and place to put it. Yes. And we are the only place that offers free pickup. Ooh. So if you have a donation, a large donation, and you just want it out of your way and you can't figure out what to do with it, Give us a call. We'll come pick it up for free. That's good. The phone number. Uh, what's the phone number for Restore? The Restore is 528-1709. Okay. Call them if you have some gently used furniture or things that you need to get out of the way. Um, they'll come pick it up. That is great. Yeah. Uh, again, Habitat for Humanity here in the Upper Cumberland region, serving both Overton and Putnam counties. Um, there's a lot of things that go on each year. Approximately, you said 85 homes you've done in Putnam County alone. How many typically, and I know on average, what do you do for year? Each year, each year we do um, three to four houses. Mm-hmm. Last year, we were very blessed to be able to finish four houses, um, especially in the year we had. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's getting more difficult now simply because not because of funding, because this community is amazing mm-hmm. um, and we have so much support here. Even through last year, um, people people still gave and it was just incredible. Um, the issue now is is availability of um, lumber and yes, I've um, heard it's insulation and right. And so where normally it takes us 12 weeks to build a house, um, it's now taking us closer to six months just because everything is on back order inventory. And, yes. the, and I'm sure the cost of inventory is going up as well. I heard is. that's quite going through the roof. It is. Yes. Um, well, that is unfortunate, but that means that we just need to raise more money for habitat um, so we can get these built. But it also takes that patience, which is not something that is easy. <laughs> I does. understand that. Um, so again, I want to give you the website, uchabitat.org. That is a website you can go to to find out a ton about this organization. Um, the counties they serve, the people they serve, how you can donate and get involved. And I'm so excited to have um, Casey Clark Jackson here with me from Habitat. We will be right back.
And we're back. We're speaking with Casey Clark Jackson, the Director of Development and Communications with the Upper Cumberland Habitat for Humanity. Thanks again for coming. Um, at the end of our last segment, we kind of started talking about the process of when you have a home or find a homeowner that you're going to build a home for. Can you walk me through that? Absolutely. Um, so our program is pretty lengthy. Um, you start out uh, with just someone who is in need of an affordable place to live. Uh, maybe they are severely cost burdened, which means they're spending 50% of their income or more on housing. Uh, maybe they are um, part of overcrowding, so they're having to live with family in order to be able to survive. Um, there could be, there's a lot of different factors there. We look for families who are willing to partner with us and who are also um, hardworking and willing to put in the effort that goes into it. And they also have to have some sort of income because uh, at the end of the day, you are paying a mortgage. We are mm-hmm. selling you a home. We are not giving you a home. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have to be under certain income limits as well. They can't make too much. Okay. Um, because our goal is to to help those who really need it. Who truly need it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And typically, do they come to you just by an application model or they come to you via the website or making a phone call or is there an application process? So we have an amazing woman who works with us named Lynette Hill, and she is our director of homebuyer services. And every single family and individual goes through her. So they meet with her in person and they go. she goes over the application process with them. She goes over every piece of paperwork with them and make sure they understand what's going to be required of them and takes them through every step of the process. So they start with a face-to-face meeting with Lynette and she kind of explains the process and then they go on from there. Okay and then of course once everything is approved and the potential homeowner partner has agreed I'm, I'm in for it let's let's go the process then I'm sure you have to have a, a billing plan like a construction plan how does that come about? We do so we also have a director of construction his mm-hmm. name is Bob Jett and um, so they kind of sit down with the family and de- decide what do you need do you need a two-bedroom do you need a four bedroom? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any accessibility concerns? For example, we have a family right now that um, it's a multi-generational family. It's the first one that we've had that's three generations. Oh, wow. That's great. Yes. <laughs> they are amazing. And um, four of the five moving into this house have health concerns, mm. two of which um, require hospital beds and oxygen tanks and wow. things like that. So that means the bedrooms need to be a little bit larger than normal. And ADA, all of that. They need to have ADA compliant restrooms. Um, and so we take all of that into account but we want to make sure that they don't have too too much of a house either Mm -hmm. so um, we have specific blueprints that we use and we can kind of adjust them as needed all of our houses are also uh, energy star approved so um, we make sure that they're not going to pay too much in uh, energy bills as well that's great and so we're talking again uh, the upper cumberland habitat for humanity that is the house itself and the construction part. How do you get the land for the, where the houses are built? Is it donated or where does that come from? Um, it comes from a variety of different areas. Um, here in Putnam County, uh, we were blessed and fortunate enough to be able to purchase 16 and a half acres from the TTU Foundation. Oh, great. Yes. So it is called West End Place. We have a whole neighborhood that's going to be built. Woo-hoo. Uh, we have uh, plans are to build 50 houses on that lot. Wow. And uh, we are the the family that I just mentioned, the Soules, uh, are house number 13. 
in that area. Great. So it's really fantastic to be able to see the growth in that area and um, just having that neighborhood where it is. It's raised property values. Mm -hmm. um, It's allowed that neighborhood to now, they now have a neighborhood watch program. They now have a committee that can go and speak to local leaders and the police department for different concerns that they have. And that wasn't there before. That's great to have a neighborhood because, you know, sometimes when you're coming in and if you're off in the acreage by yourself and you kind of don't have any local people right next to you, it's kind of a a good sense of security to have a neighborhood. So of like-minded folks who just want it. They're so excited to be part of a community and and have this partnership. Um, So talk to me a little bit about once the house, um, the construction, the plans have all, how do you go from we've got everything in place, we start building? How do you get the volunteers and get to the finish line? Well, I'm glad you said volunteers because um, (laughs) everything that we do is volunteer based. Like I said, we have one director of construction. He is the only paid employee that we have on the job site. So everything that we do is through volunteers. We have crew leaders that come in. They are uh, men and women from the area who volunteer their time and they are committed to working on every house that we have. So they come in and lead the day in terms of what we're going to do. We have a very specific calendar and plan laid out. Of course, that things always change and we Mm -hmm. always have to kind of delay things or move things up. But as a general rule, we we keep the same format. And so we know, okay, today we're going to work on flooring Mm -hmm. or today we're going to work on siding, things like that. And they are just an amazing group of people that can lead other groups of volunteers Someone like me who I'm not a flooring, yes. but I want to help volunteer. I want to get down, get, get, you know, help out. But I need somebody with construction knowledge to guide me. So right. you have that, that leadership team there. That's exactly. Right. So people can volunteer if they've never held a power tool before. They can still volunteer. And we have amazing teachers to help them along the mm-hmm. way. And teach them new skills that they might not have known before. Mm -hmm. Do you typically get groups that are like large groups from businesses, churches, or organizations, or do you sometimes just get groups of two or three? How does that typically work? We get all of the above. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have certain, uh, we have husband and wife teams that come in and help. Uh, We have some individuals who will help volunteer in the restore one day, and then they'll go out on the job site the next day. Um, And then uh, we have build partners and faith partners that will come in and they are committed to uh, helping build the house a specific number of days Mm -hmm. for each house that they've uh, committed to. And so um, it's it's kind of a good variety. That's good. And again, you can find all of this information on uchabitat.org because I did see on there that faith partnership and the corporate partnership. Um, That is a great way to do it. Is there an age range of folks that you have or a, a recommendation to come help be a volunteer. Yes. So you have to be 18 or up to be able to use a power tool. Mm-hmm. So we try to keep everybody above the age of 18. Okay. Um, and the Restore, however, you can start volunteering at 16. Great. And what all does that involve, uh, working at Restore? Working in the Restore is a lot of fun. <laughs> um, it's a lot of, um, which I guess it's not a lot of fun for the younger kids because they can't really yeah. do as much. but. Uh, they can help clean the shelves and sweep the floors and help customers. And you get to see all the cool products that are coming in before anybody else. And, and maybe organize them, how they're going to be sold. Yes, on the, create on the create uh, visual displays. Um, it's it's really a really fun and inviting atmosphere. To okay, that is good. Casey Clark Jackson with the Upper Cumberland Habitat for Humanity. With the minute we have left, um, talk to me a little bit about you get that homeowner in the home. It could take six months, however long the process is. How do you help them after that, after the fact they're in? Do you give them at least a little bit of more of support?
support as they go along. We do. They get a lot of support as they are doing their sweat equity and and we're building the house. They go through um, quite a few um, trainings and, and educational events and things like that. Um, but after the fact, we still stay in touch with them. We still keep up with them and just touch base with them every now and then and make sure they have what they need when they need it. We celebrate with them milestones, Good. and it's just wonderful. That's great. Well, we'll be back for one more segment with the Upper Cumberland Habitat for Humanity. Welcome back to News Talk 94.1, The Chat. Kelly Swallows here with Casey Clark-Jackson, the Director of Development and Communications at the Upper Cumberland Habitat for Humanity. They recently had their 25th birthday. They serve both Overton and Putnam County, and they have a big fundraiser coming up. It's been a year where you can't really have many fundraisers, many gatherings, um, but I think that we are going to have a great turnout, a great donation event. Talk to me about that. Yes. So we are very, very excited that we get to have our Dream Builders Luncheon again this year. We had to cancel it last year and we were so, so sad. Uh, But the community still rallied together and we we made it through uh, despite not being able to have our large fundraisers last year. But this year, Dream Builders is going to be Tuesday, August 20th. We have kind of a hybrid event. So it's going to be in person at the Leslie Town Center. But then we're also going to stream it virtually. So if you're not comfortable coming in person, then you can watch it online at home. Okay, so there's no excuse for you to not come to um, the luncheon. (laughs) And so you call this the Dream Builders Luncheon, right? And and typically you used to have, you know, several hundred people in there and it's a big old event. Um, You're limiting it a little bit this year. But again, that virtual um, opportunity, you can see and hear everything going on. I keep want to say the uchabitat.org is a fantastic website and they have their donation platform on there. Um, So there's really no excuse for you to not donate. So what can we um, look forward to for the luncheon? So our theme this year is housing as medicine. Um, That is something that has really resonated with me this year because so many people have been stuck at home Mm -hmm. and your home can make you sick. You can have respiratory issues. Um, Elderly can, if they have a house that is not um, accessible, they could fall and break their hip. They could have um, other kind of kinds of health issues coming from their home. And um, you could have depression issues and anxiety and just there's so many things that can come from an unhealthy home, mm-hmm. both physically and mentally. And so we're really focusing on that with our luncheon and talking about uh, some of the success stories. You know, we don't want to necessarily always dwell on the negative and how your house is making you sick and you know we want to show how a a healthy home can make things so much better Mm -hmm. and we have so many homeowners who have gone through our program or who have um, been recipients of our repairs that their their health care costs have been reduced that is great yes Um, their their asthma has gone away Mm Um, they, they can actually move around their house and, and take a bath without help. And there's so many different ways that, that these programs have bettered their lives. And so we're really focusing on that at the luncheon and we're going to have stories from actual homeowners and people there who, um, have really benefited from having a better place to live. That's great. So instead of, in addition to uh, attending the luncheon virtually or in person, are there sponsorships available? Yes. Uh, businesses can sponsor the event and uh, get a little bit of extra recognition and marketing and also support a wonderful cause uh, because this event is costing us money to to put on. And uh, we're happy to do it, though, because it's such an important event to us. But 
uh, those sponsorships help us help us go a little bit further and be able to provide just a really high quality event. For okay, everyone. great, great. And in addition to the Dream Builders Luncheon, which again, let's say that date, Tuesday, April 20th, it's the Leslie Town Center here in Cookville um, from 12 to 1. Um, go online, give them a call, 528-1711 if you want to attend um, or find out the link to attend virtually. Um, and also if you want to be a sponsor, whether you're an individual or a business, what other events do you look forward to throughout the year that help fund the Upper Cumberland Habitat for Humanity? I know you serve both Overton and Putnam, so I'm sure you have events maybe in both. We do, yes. So uh, the Dream Builders Luncheon is usually kind of geared towards Putnam County, but the New Beginnings Luncheon is our Overton County Luncheon, and that will be in late May. We haven't exactly set a date for that yet, Okay, um, but it will be in late May. It's a great way for us to really feature what our donors have achieved in that area mm-hmm. and um, celebrate the successes that they have had in that and area. And I love just that what you have spoke about earlier. It's not just building a whole house from scratch. It's these repair programs. Yes. I mean, as a homeowner, I mean, it's constant. Mm-hmm. Um, pipes bursting, floors becoming loose, um, just being an unsafe situation. So keep in mind that your fundraising dollars do go towards um, the upkeep of some of these homes or new people that need some some help and in that area. So you've got the luncheons. So what else do we have? I know there's a big one that is so popular, <laughs> Cooking on the Square. Yes, we are praying, praying, praying that we can have it as business as usual this mm-hmm. year. It's going to be a huge celebration if we can have it um, because we had to cancel it last year. And of course, we had coffee off the square, which was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but it was a much smaller event. Mm-hmm. And somehow, thank you, Lord, we were able to still raise over $60,000 here, despite not having cooking on the that square. That is unbelievable. So this community is just amazing. It is. It is. I mean, I, I love what this small community, it said super small, but the fundraising dollars to all these nonprofits um, shows that we have a true heart for these organizations to not just um, exist, but to go for years, be sustainable. Um, So is there any other things that you want to talk about? We have a couple minutes left. I'm talking with Casey Clark Jackson, the director of development and communication at the Upper Cumberland Habitat for Humanity. Are there any other goals that you have or things you want to share um, for your organization in the rest of this year? Yes. So one of my big personal goals for this year is uh, a program that we have called Hope Builders, and those are our monthly donors. Those are people who have committed to uh, donating on a monthly basis, and usually those are through automatic payments, so Mm -hmm. it's super easy. You just set it and forget it, Mm -hmm. and those are the people that were truly a blessing last year and who kept the doors open. Yeah. Mm kept the doors open and gave us consistency and stability. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know that when we work with these families, the number one thing that we're trying to provide for them is stability with a new home. And that consistency in giving gives us stability and knowing that we are still able to help people through what was the toughest year for a lot of people. Certainly. So um, my goal is to really increase our monthly donations. Uh, We have sort of streamlined the process Uh, Before we had quite a few different levels and it was kind of confusing. And so this year it's just everybody's a hope builder. Mm -hmm. Um, If you give $100 or more a month, you're considered a dream builder. So you just get that extra. You have a title now. Yes, you get that extra (laughs) title there. Um, We also have partnered with local businesses. Every month we do a giveaway for our monthly donors. Uh, For every $10 you give, you are entered into this giveaway and uh, we know that people, that's not why people give. They're, they're not looking for the freebies, but it's a wonderful way for us to partner with businesses 
and get their name out there because they struggled last year as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not much. It's something, you know, just a little gift card or something like that. But it's a way to get more people into their business and and support them and provide them with a little bit of extra marketing and and get their name out there. Thank you, Casey Clark Jackson, for joining us. So if you haven't heard, uchabitat.org or call them at 528-1711. Here are the opportunities. You can donate. You can attend their Dream Builders uh, luncheon in April. You can become a volunteer. You can work at their ReStore. Casey, please thank your staff and you as well um, for all the hard work you do, especially in such a tough year. And uh, we are just so grateful to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support.